Great. Thanks, Bubs Church. That was uh, a bit of work to organise. <laughs> and I think the team do a great job every week with Bubs Church. What, what a great song, Joy to the World. Uh, we've got the candles. Oh, no, the candles are gone. I thought we were going <laughs> That's all right. Joy to the World. Who likes singing Christmas carols? Who senses a bit of joy this time of year at Christmas time? I think it's exciting. And kids, did you know Jesus came to be your friend? Jesus came to be your friend. John 15 says that Jesus came and he says, I no longer call you slaves, I call you friends. If you obey Jesus, if you give your life to Jesus, he calls you a friend of his. Jesus, the one who created all things, wants to be your friend. I think that's amazing. Some, some, who, who, no, I won't ask you to put your hand up. Sometimes at school, friends, sort of they're your friend one day and they're not your friend the next day because they didn't like something you did. But Jesus is always going to be your friend. Jesus will never turn his back on you. He loves you completely. Yes. And Jesus didn't come to be a policeman. Jesus didn't come to tell you what to do and tell you off and, and, and be a policeman. Jesus came to be your friend. He wants to be your friend. He wants you to do life with him and talk to him and pray to him. He didn't come to be a king and just get all the glory. He came and gave his life so that we could have life because he wants to be your friend. He didn't come to be a king. He didn't come to be a, a mean old judge to say, you rotten, stinky sinners. Jesus came to be your friend. Jesus loves you completely. This morning we're going to read from Luke chapter 2 and we're going to read about after the time Jesus was born. So if you've got your Bibles you might want to open it up otherwise you can read along on the screen. Luke chapter 2 verse 8. It says that night. What do you think that night was? Yeah. The, the, oh, the night Jesus was born. That night. The night Jesus was born there were shepherds staying in the nearby fields. We saw them just before. Uh, flock guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, and the, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that, that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognise him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others. That means heaps and heaps of angels appeared. The armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to them with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And you know what? There's lots of people in this church that have said, you know what, let's go to that place where Jesus was born. They've been to that place in Israel. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherds' story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Joy to the world. Did you hear what it said in verse 2 there, kids? It says, do not be afraid. 
Do not be afraid of anything. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Jesus came to bring joy to all people. Grown-ups, did you know that? Jesus came to bring you joy. Who likes having fun? Hopefully everyone. <laughs> Kids, who likes um, maybe paper planes? I, I know a few of you do. <laughs> I've seen them after church every Sunday lately. <laughs> you know that feeling you get? How does it, how does it feel, Spencer, when you, when you fold up your plane and you, you get it just right and you pick it up, you hold it, and you go for that first throw and you throw it and it doesn't just go boom, boom. It goes zoom. And it flies through the air and it cruises along 100 miles an hour and it hits the back wall as hard as you can imagine. You're like, yeah, bring it on. It feels pretty good, doesn't it? Adults? Yeah. Yeah. It feels good. And imagine one day that the, the, the most famous paper plane thrower in the world came to your school or your kinder or wherever you might live or work. Um, and the, the world's greatest paper plane thrower came to your school and he said, here is the greatest plane in the world. It's won the world championship five times over and I'm going to give you this plane. Would you feel pretty excited? It's like the best plane ever. But you know, there's this other kid in the class and he gets a little bit angry. You know that kid? And he sees that plane and he thinks, if I can't have that plane, no one can. And he gets that plane and he grabs it off you and he squishes it. You know what, God, God tells us to love our enemies and God wants us to pray for that kid. He wants us to love them back, even though he might have squashed our plane. Anyway, that's just a little sidetrack. <laughs> um, not, not the planes, but... Uh, Jesus came to bring joy and it's greater than any joy about any paper plane we might have. It's, it's, a, it's a deeper joy than any happiness about Christmas presents we might have. Jesus came to bring joy to all people. You know, Bub's Church, the song you were singing before, Joy to the world, the Lord is come or has come. I always get confused. The Lord has come. What's the next line? Let earth receive, receive her king. You know what? If you don't receive Jesus as your king, you don't experience his joy. Kids, if you want to know the joy of Jesus, you've got to invite Jesus to be your king. Because if we want to enjoy the blessings of the king, we've got to acknowledge that he is the king we've all sinned we've all disobeyed god but god says come back to me i still love you i'm still your king i'm still your savior and grown-ups that's for us too we might have run a thousand miles trying to do things on our own let's not try and be our own king let's let jesus be king of our lives that we might know the joy that jesus came to bring us this christmas i just want to read to you a couple of verses and we're going to have communion in a moment. Maybe if the stewards would come even just now. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 30 and 31. It says, Even youths grow tired and weary. I can see a few people yawning up here. Believe it or not, I actually saw a yawn as I said that. That's all right. Is any, any kids get tired sometimes? It's okay, you don't have to go to bed. Is any, any kids ever get tired? Normally when you ask if you get tired, it means you've got to go to bed. Everyone gets tired sometimes, but the Bible says, Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord, those who trust in the Lord, another translation says, will renew their strength. 
They'll soar on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I just really want to read another couple of verses from Isaiah. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And if, uh, Isaiah 43 says, Do not be afraid. Can't stress it enough. He says, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I've pray- paid the price that will set you free. I've called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, has anyone been through some deep waters? I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. It's Christmas time today. God doesn't want you to be afraid. God wants you to know the joy that he came to bring. And if we're going to know that joy that Jesus came to bring, we've got to ask Jesus to be the king of our hearts. And this morning, I just want everyone to close their eyes, just for a moment. Just to close your eyes. And this morning, maybe there's someone in this place today that you want to invite Jesus to be the king of your heart. Maybe you're five years old, maybe you're 55 years old, maybe you're 95 years old. This morning, Jesus is waiting for you to invite him to be your king. That you would acknowledge, yes, we've sinned, we've done the wrong thing, but we know Jesus died on the cross for our sin, and that we want him, the risen saviour, to be our, our, our king. And even as you do that this morning, I believe that God is going to bring joy to the heart of some people here today. If that's you this morning, if you want to invite Jesus to be your king, I just want you to lift your hand up just to say, God, yeah, that's me. I want you to be my saviour. I want you to be my king. Just with everyone's eyes closed. Just to do that before God this morning and say, yes, I want to make Jesus my king. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Is there anyone else that wants to put their hand up and say, yes, Jesus, I want you to be my king. That's kids, grown-ups as well. Jesus, I want you to be my king. I want to live for you, God. Thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for my sin. God, I just thank you for each and every person who's made that decision. And Lord, we just pray that you would help us to continue to trust you every single day and to keep letting you be king of our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. I just ask if you to hold on to that biscuit and that cup. We're going to sing this song before we take the biscuit and the cup this morning. We're going to sing King of My Heart. Let the King of My Heart be the mountain where I run. The fountain I drink from. Is that the first line? <laughs> oh, he is my song. Let's ask Jesus to be our King. Let's declare this morning, even if we might have been running to other things at times, even through this week, let's declare this morning that He is the mountain where we'll run. He is the the one, the strong place of safety that we'll go to. Let's sing this song now. Maybe we just want to stay seated. Uh, I know everyone's got communion. Feel free to stand if you'd like to as we sing this song. Thanks, guys. So, who wants to have a super-duper Christmas?
Super duper Christmas. Yep. Okay. I reckon for JP it might be a uh, maybe a, a new motorbike or is that Kane? I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe for you a super duper Christmas looks more like that. Maybe just maybe maybe a super duper Christmas looks more like <laughs> that. I don't know who wraps a dog in Christmas paper. That's just cruel. Now, on the other hand, maybe you prefer to wrap a horse. Um, that's Alana. I think that's a super-duper super Christmas for you, maybe. But I wonder, what makes a super-duper Christmas? What would make it a super-duper Christmas for you? Kids, have a think about it. What would make a super-duper Christmas for you? I, yeah, wrapping presents. Wrapping presents is great fun. Maybe a super-duper Christmas for some people would be a new Xbox game. Maybe it would be a, a super-duper Christmas for some parents would be if the Xbox blew up. Um, but just have, let's have a think for a moment about those shoeboxes that Kim was, uh, Carol was talking about a little earlier. Those shoeboxes we packed and we saw in the foyer. I went to some kids like this little girl. I wonder what would make a super-duper Christmas for her this year. And chances are, I think, she'd think it was a pretty super-duper Christmas if she had good food to eat, good shelter to live in, and family around her that she knew was safe. And when I think about that, I think, wow, what would make a super-duper Christmas? And maybe how is our super-duper Christmas just a little bit skewed? What would make a super-duper Christmas for you this year? What I think might make a super-duper Christmas... What I think might make your Christmas more super-duper than any other thing is if we realise what we have and how amazing it is. If you realise how amazing what you have is, you'll think it's a super-duper Christmas. You know what, yesterday, um, I'm going to share a little story. Uh, yesterday, we downloaded a movie for the kids, legally. It was like we hired it and you downloaded it on the tee box. I'm not saying what company we worked through that didn't work. Uh, um, but we downloaded this movie and we, we're all excited. We're going to have a kids' family movie night and we, we're ready to watch it after six hours of downloading because the internet speed was terrible. And uh, then we go to play it and it says, sorry, initialising. Half an hour later, sorry, initialising. What does that even mean? If you do know, please come and tell me. It might help us. <laughs> An hour later, it's getting close to bedtime. We still haven't started the movie and I'm getting cranky. This is Pastor Andrew cranky time. And suddenly this thought of my sermon came in my head. What would make a super duper Christmas, Andrew? And I'm thinking, stop that. I hate it when I think about my sermons and get told off. And not really, but I thought, what am I really worried about? We paid $4 for this movie that we can't watch and I'm getting cranky about it. And I thought, Andrew, if we realise what we have and how amazing it is, we'd have a super-duper Christmas. And I thought, that's true, but I want to be cranky. So I sent them an email complaining. And no, no, I was still cranky, but tried not to be. But I think, truly, if we knew what we have, if you knew what you had, if you realised how amazing it is to live in this nation of Australia, if you knew what it is to be here today, that you have the opportunity to hear about Jesus, that you're part of a kids' church program that teachers love you and want to help you know Jesus. It would be a super-duper Christmas if we realised what we have. You know, there's a word that describes realising what we have, 
and that's revelation. And I was thinking about this word revelation, and this mightn't be totally, entirely grammatically correct or anything like that and stuff, but the word revelation, I see two parts of the word revelation. There's the word rev, which is like, vroom, vroom, you know, rev. And elation, which is like, excitement, joy, woo! It's elation. It's rev, elation. And I started thinking, well, what makes me think of revelations? Sprint cars. Uh, guys, who like sprint cars? Our boys love the sprint cars. Um, and you go to the speedway, and I love it. I love it. That, that moment, kids, you know, when you're at the speedway, you go, you're sitting, you're waiting, you're waiting, and you're waiting for another hour, and you're getting sunburnt. And then finally, the chips are run out, and the cars come out, and then they get a push, and it's like, they won't start. Great. And then they, start, they try again, and it starts, and you hear this little vroom, vroom. And then there's the, the big vroom as they sort of come around the bend and really give it a test run. And you suddenly realise the power that's under the hood. There's elation about the revs. There's rev, elation, revelation. Or maybe you want to think about it like this. Does anyone know this guy? Lightning's ready. Yeah, there's rev, elation. As he rolls out of the truck. And it just gives it a little rev. And you're waiting for it. Here becomes the exciting one. And here we go. There's Rev. Elation. Yeah. Come on. There's some revelation going on in this room. Revelation is about realizing what we have available to us. That under the hood of that car is an amazing power. But, you know, the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. There's some awesome revelation, the power that's available to us. And the, the joy and the peace and the hope that that brings to know that God who created all things loves us. That should create the greatest revelation you could ever experience. When we realize what we have available to us. That's what Christmas is about, about helping the world know that that, that, that what we have available to us. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. Can you say that? He's so loved. He's so loved. He so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn it as a policeman or a judge but to save the world through Him. I just want to read a couple more verses. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope He has given to those He called, His holy people who are His rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe Him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated Him in the place of honour at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit, through revelation. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep His love is. 
may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able, through His mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to Him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. God wants to bring some revelation to your heart. And my prayer this morning is that we would go out of this place excited about who Jesus is. You know, some people celebrate Christmas once a year and there's some joyousness about the season. But there's no remembering about who Jesus is. There's no continuing celebration of what Jesus has done. And the joy just fades away. But Jesus came to be friends with us. He he came to, to save us from sin, but to do life with us. That as we live with him as our king, that we might have the joy that he came to give us. I pray that we might remember how deep and wide his love is. That you might have a revelation of that. That the the power available to us, the love of God that is available to us, might inspire us to just praise him and thank him and be filled with joy this Christmas time. And that will make a super duper Christmas. You know what? God wants to use every one of you guys. Every one of you guys. Every person in this room. God wants to use you to help other people have a super duper Christmas. He wants to use you because he's called you. He's, he's shared the gospel with you. You've heard it today. And he wants to use you to tell other people about this power that's available to us to be forgiven, to be set free, and to be filled with joy and hope and life. God wants to use you. And I thought, what can I do that would be really um, a good reminder of what God wants to do? I thought, it'd be really cool if I could send something home with you that would remind you about who Jesus is, about what he's done, that he came to bring joy to the world, that he wants us to make him our king, uh, that, that revelation about who he is, about all those things. How can I remind you? And I thought, paper planes are really fun, aren't they? And I, I just need that bucket over there. Um, not that I'm going to vomit, it's okay. <laughs> um, actually, do you want to have that one, Matt? Um, and I thought, well, what could I do that you could remember and be filled with some joy even as you do? Because paper planes are fun. I know it's not the source of all joy, but it's a bit of fun. And we've talked about before with bubbles and other things that uh, church should be a fun place because God is here and God is the source of all life and all joy. And I thought, well, why not make some little paper planes? And uh, I thought... We could just fly them all around the church. And if you want to help me out, guys, over there. Um, I'm going to... Actually, do you want to help me? Yeah, come on, guys. Josiah. Come on. And here's the message of Jesus. And God wants to use you to pass this message on to someone else. So you, you can practice right now to pass the message on. Pass the message on. Pass the message on. Close, <laughs> sorry, Sue. Close your eyes if you're going to get hit. Um, It's going to be a super duper Christmas if we remember who Jesus is, have a revelation of his love. And I hope someone's taking a photo. (laughs) 
Fantastic. And you can keep passing the message of Jesus on because Jesus is the greatest gift and we want to pass that message on. And we will have a super duper Christmas with Jesus this year. Amen. I'm going to leave it in chaos right now. I'm going to hand over to Sue again. <laughs> We've got a few, a few quick gifts to give out.